Hey, no experts allowed fam. Happy Monday, Thursday. Jonathan here, just to give you a heads up about some of the audio quality in this episode. I try to be a good neighbor, but at the risk of sounding like the old man on his porch, there were some skateboarders that were really enjoying themselves outside of my window while I was recording this episode. We do this in our homes, far from fancy studios. We're glad to bring it to you when we can. Just wanted to give you a heads up that today's episode might sound a little bit different, even if Tony Hawk didn't show up himself. Anyways, enjoy the show. Jonathan, it's good to be with you on this Maudy Thursday. This Monday Thursday. Yes, Seth, that's right. Yes. Which... How are your feet? Um, it's pretty warm here today, so probably stinky and sweaty. Gross. Good to know. Yeah, that is. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have a simple what would you do in this particular situation question. Would you want to only take baths or only shower for the next year? My initial reaction was shower. Because I don't really take baths. And part of me is like, maybe I should be a little luxurious for the next year. (laughs) But no, I think I'd go with shower. Showers are much more comfortable. I feel like, though neither is necessarily the most efficient use of water, showers feel a little bit more efficient. There's also something about baths. I'm just like, so I'm sitting in the water that I washed myself (laughs) off with you know when you you fill the sink with water and soap to do the dishes and by the last dishes that you're cleaning you're like am i actually cleaning this or is it worse (laughs) that's kind of how i feel about the bathtub as well yeah this seems like a simple question but like it was harder than i thought because at first i thought well you know like bathing in the bathtub takes a long time I don't know if I really have that much time. Like, you know, sometimes I'm like, I got to be quick. So I was like leaning toward shower. But then I, just like you, I was like, well, the bath could be nice. But I think I got to go with the time. The time, unfortunately, has to rule. So I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with shower. And because I don't want to sit in my own filth too long either. That's just pretty gross. Well, thanks, Jonathan, for playing along. As always. <laughs> Would you read our passage for us? Sure will. These are some verses from John chapter 13 from the New International Version. It was just before the Passover festival. Jesus knew that the hour had come for him to leave this world and go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. The evening meal was in progress, and the devil had already prompted Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot, to betray Jesus. Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power, and that he had come from God and was returning to God. So he got up from the meal, took off his outer clothing, and wrapped a towel around his waist. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with the towel that was wrapped around him. He came to Simon Peter who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus replied, You don't realize now what I'm doing, 
but later you'll understand. No, said Peter, you shall never wash my feet. Jesus answered, unless I wash you, you have no part with me. Then Lord, Simon Peter replied, not just my feet, but my hands and my head as well. Jesus answered, those who've had a bath need only to wash their feet. Their whole body is clean, and you are clean, though not every one of you. For he knew who was going to betray him. That was why he said not everyone was clean. When he had finished washing their feet, he put on his clothes and returned to his place. Do you understand what I have done for you? he asked them. You call me teacher and lord, for rightly so, that's what I am. Now that I, your lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. I have set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. Very truly I tell you, no servant is greater than their master, nor a messenger greater than the one who sent her. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. And later, picking back up in verse 31, when he was gone, Jesus said, Now the Son of Man is glorified, and God is glorified in him. If God is glorified in him, God will glorify the Son in himself, and will glorify him at once. My children, I will be with you only a little longer. You'll look for me. Just as I told the Jews, so I tell you now, where I'm going, you cannot come. A new command I give you, love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you love one another. Well, thanks for reading that. We're going to try and keep this especially short today. So I just wanted to to talk a little bit about what it looks like to love nature and have everyone know that you're one of Jesus' disciples because you love not only people and your neighbors in human form, but also that you love your neighbors who are trees and squirrels and crows and earthworms just wondered like and we can think you know both really big about this or we can think kind of like you know more on the ground but i just wanted to talk simply about what does it look like to love nature along with our neighbor it's interesting you frame it that way seth as we approach the close of our Lenten and Easter series about our relationship to the natural world, the created world around us. It's interesting that we are the ones told that we are to love our neighbors. It feels like a lot of times, a lot of the natural world, not all of it, but is designed in a way and operates in a way that contributes to the collective good. Sure, there are literal parasites out there that feed off of others. (laughs) There are those that utilize others for their own advantage in some way or another. I think that's part of how nature works. 
but there's also this sense that it is how it is and it operates to serve the collective sure there may be trees that by letting their leaves fall to the ground they create an environment that is more conducive for their growth there's research about that it's really cool it's like these trees in their life cycles actually allow their life cycles to continue i think there's a whole sermon in there uh, just, just off of that idea alone but those trees also produce homes they produce shade they convert co2 into oxygen so that other creatures can breathe there's a sense that even in the pursuit of self not even the pursuit of self but the pursuit of like what we need to be well doing that allows us to contribute to a collective that is functional and vibrant for everybody you know the the lakes aren't told to stop exploiting <laughs> we've been given great power and responsibility that we've abused to do that it feels like in a lot of ways the created order has it right and we have a lot to learn even as we are called to care for it yeah i love that last point like we have a lot to learn from nature i think especially the way you were talking about how cyclical it is the way the trees leaves fall and nourish the soil that the tree lives in but like so much and we've talked about this on the podcast but so much of it and we've talked about this on the podcast so much of our lives is not reciprocal we take and we use it and we destroy it and then we're lucky if we recycle it and get nine percent of our recyclings back as a new item but that somehow in nature like it's using so much more of what it has what it's been given and I also, I just, I'm just struck by the last line when I think about it in terms of, of nature, you know, like if I, if we love and care for the environment and I do what I can, you know, both in my interpersonal life and I also like advocate for systems to do what's right and for companies to think about the environment and their business decisions, like people might actually know and see that and think wow like that's not just an environmentalist like that that's an environmentalist who's also a christian yeah it's hard when our political discourse has in many minds separated the possibility of being both conservation and environmental justice is seen as a liberal or progressive niche issue christianity is often portrayed as bigger than that or separate and removed from all of that which i know is not what we're here to talk about but it's astounding how there can be such alignment with some of the ideas that we ascribe to one political party or the other and that to which we may be called as followers of Christ 
it breaks up a lot of our barriers and our assumptions and our buckets and our <laughs> our, <laughs> our binaries and leaves us with this new commandment that we read to extend that same love that we have received and it feels like the created order does that pretty well and we get in our own way a lot yeah absolutely i think we've talked about this again and again and again in this series especially just the way that people have made both the theological enterprise about themselves like disregarding nature and you know plants and animals none of that mattered like what was first and foremost was always human beings but i think we've also done that not just in theology but in the way that we have lived our lives and i think we may have lived our lives like that first and let that influence the way we think theologically about nature. So it's helpful for me to think about like what, you know, like what's the root of this? Like what should really come first? And if I think like, oh, like it's God's commitment to the environment and to me and to the whole created order, like that helps me orient my life in a way that's not just like blown about by political parties and like fads. Well, we promise to keep this short. So can I pray for us? Let's do it, Seth. Love on the move. You call us to love each other as you loved us. Help us to extend that care and concern to the earth. Reorient our priorities so that we take your creation into account. Help us to wash nature's feet by performing these sacrificial acts that leave it cleaner than we found it. We pray this through the one lived in concord with the whole creation, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Thanks, everyone, for joining us for Maundy Thursday on this Holy Week journey towards the cross and ultimately towards Christ's resurrection. Excited to be back in your feeds tomorrow for some reflections on Good Friday. But until then, Seth, thanks for walking us through that story. Thanks for helping me tell it. <laughs>